turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol's executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. You know her from her nationally, rep, nationally known reputation as an expert on seniors and caregiving. Uh, Carol has a master's degree in social gerontology and is our co-host and has been for a long time. We love doing the show with her. Carol, we've got a great topic today and a very special guest, Dr. Harry Croft, talking about what caregivers should know about PTSD. No, this is a, a such an important topic, and you know we were talking before the show. Uh, Dr. Croft has been a guest multiple times, but it's been a while, and so we're thrilled to have him back. Well, Harry Croft is a, a longtime friend, and uh, I, I'm proud to say he's actually a listener to this program. He's the first guest who's an actual listener, and I know that because he calls me every once in a while and and, and critiques one of the shows that we've done. Uh, Dr. Croft is a veteran. He came to San Antonio in 1972, served as the medical director for the Army Drug and Alcohol Program at Fort Sam Houston. It was during that service that he became interested in the condition we now call PTSD. Some 35 years ago, he became a consultant, performing disability evaluations on military members and veterans, and to date has evaluated more than 8,000 such individuals. And as a result of that work and that experience, he co-authored a book on PTSD. Dr. Croft completed a partial residency in OBGYN at the University of Texas MB, and he completed a psychiatric residency there in 1972, board certified in adult psychiatry, sex therapy, and addictive medicine. And Harry Croft, it's so great to have you on. And for folks who will be listening uh, who may live in the San Antonio area, they'll remember you from the series you did week after week on Ken's TV. 30 years, Ron. Only. Only. <laughs> well, it's but great to have down. you on. And give us the 411, first of all, on, on PTSD. Most of us think of it as connected to service in combat, but it's more than that. Yeah, it's more than that. My expertise happens to be in combat-related PTSD, and I think there's some differences between that PTSD, the, the basic underlying problems and symptoms are the same. Uh, but like you said, there are other causes as well. Assault, rape, uh, burglary, murder, uh, automobile accidents. There are a lot of causes of PTSD. Uh, but my particular interest, as you said, started in the late 70s, right? Or the early 70s. That was the end of Vietnam. I was in charge of the drug and alcohol program. And all of the people we saw coming back from Vietnam, 
smoking dope, smoking heroin, uh, drinking too much. They all had something else. We didn't have a name for it, believe it or not, in 1972. There there were a lot of names, but they weren't correct. Uh, the correct name didn't happen until 1980. That's when in our books, we started calling it post-traumatic stress disorder. But as I was seeing these drug and alcohol addicted folks, I realized uh, there's something more than just the drug and alcohol, but we didn't have a clue really what to do for them. And that's when my interest in PTSD really started. And as you've talked about, I've been interested ever since. In fact, this morning we saw three veterans with PTSD. What are the symptoms that you see? So there are four clusters of symptoms. Number one is unwanted recall. That is things like thinking about the trauma, whether you want to or not, it just pops in your head. Uh, And there might be nightmares or there might be flashbacks uh, or psychological distress uh, when something reminds you of it. So unwanted recall. The second is called avoidance. That is, you stay away from discussions or people, places, or things that remind you of the trauma. Number three are certain signs and symptoms like not wanting to socialize, not trusting people, not wanting to be close, avoiding intimacy, feeling numb, detached, distant, uh, and not enjoying life events. And then the fourth cluster of symptoms is uh, what's called hyperarousal. And the most common part of that is anger, irritability, and agitation. There's also being easily startled, being hypervigilant, like always scanning around. Uh, but the anger and irritability is the most common. So those are the four clusters. And and you only have to have one or two symptoms from each cluster, but but they're pretty common. Stay with me just a minute. I want to let folks know who may have just joined us. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm proud to say the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air <laughs> recently awarded a communicator award for our work in podcasts and radio. Dr. Harry Croft, our special guest, and we're talking about PTSD. Carol Zernial is with us, our co-host, and I'm Ron Aaron. Uh, Harry, from the standpoint of a caregiver who, let's take it, caring for someone who may be retired military, uh, may be showing some of the symptoms that you're describing, uh, but hasn't been formally diagnosed, what what should the caregiver do and who should they talk to? Yeah, that's that's really important because oftentimes uh, the, the person with PTSD doesn't even know they have PTSD. They don't know they're any different. They just think this is what happens when you go to combat and come back. I had a a caregiver wife tell me, uh, Dr. Croft, she said, my husband, John, went off to Iraq and somebody masquerading as John came back in his place. Uh, I know he's got the same name and the same looks, but he's not the same person. And when I asked her what's different, she said, well, he zones out all the time. Uh, I don't even sleep in the same bed 
anymore, not because I don't want to be in that bed, uh, but he thrashes around at night and he mumbles and screams and yells and talks. That's because of nightmares. Uh, and, and he's not close. He's not intimate. He he used to enjoy doing things with me, the kids, the family. Now he no longer likes it. He doesn't socialize anymore. We hardly ever go out. And the worst thing of all is he's always irritable and angry. And, and it doesn't matter what it is that sets him off. He just gets set off. And, and then he blows up and then he apologizes, but goes back to the same kind of behavior. And, and so oftentimes a spouse, a caregiver, a family member, doesn't really understand what's going on. So they blame themselves. He's angry all the time because I must be doing something wrong. Or or he blames the kids or or something's going on. Or maybe he's just mean and ugly now. And they don't even realize that what he's having are symptoms of PTSD. So number one is to learn, like you say, what are those symptoms? And there are a lot of places you can learn. Uh, If it happens to be military, go to ptsd.va.gov, and and there are all kinds of things you can select for caregivers. There are videos and things that you can read, things that you can learn. Their books. Uh, the web has a lot of information. Uh, the problem is nobody seems to know it's there, and so very few people go to it. But the first step in being of any help, uh, either to the person suffering from PTSD or to yourself or your family, is learn what PTSD is. Learn the signs and symptoms so that that you can then recognize, hey, that's the PTSD I'm dealing with. It's not just that he's become a bad actor. That would be pretty hopeless. Uh, But there are ways to learn and and just Google it. And there are all kinds of things uh, about the symptoms of PTSD. And and by the way, one of the problems I found in dealing with veterans is they may not know they have PTSD. They may deny it. Uh, The guy I saw today said, uh, I said, you know, it's been five years since you got back. Why are you just now reporting it? He said, well, I didn't know I had PTSD. Because I'm not nearly as bad as many of the guys I saw, the gals I saw over wow. there. And and the second thing he said is, you know, I was a cook. I didn't shoot people. Uh, he said, but I guess that mortar coming in and exploding maybe 100 yards from now from me didn't know that I was just a cook. I didn't even carry wow. a gun. Yeah. You know, so they may not think they have PTSD. Because although they were threatened and saw death and destruction, they weren't involved in combat. Carol? So, so I'm curious. Um, there, there may be a gap between 
recognizing someone has PTSD and that person recognizing they have PTSD. Are there tricks? Are there things you can do in the middle? Like with, with Alzheimer's, we would say redirect them. If someone goes catastrophic, are there little tips that you can give caregivers to help them respond when they're having a catastrophic reaction or they're doing having those clusters of symptoms? Right. Hold that thought, Harry. We're going to come right back to you. I want to get the answer to this, and I didn't want to interrupt you while you're doing it. Uh, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel, our co-host, and Dr. Harry Croft. This podcast, by the way, is available wherever you get your podcast, And of course, we're on a number of radio stations as well. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. We're so pleased you're with us here on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Dr. Harry Croft, a psychiatrist, an expert in PTSD, and we're talking about caregivers and their relationship with someone who may be their care recipient with PTSD. And Carol asked a really good question, uh, which is, Dr. Croft, uh, if that individual gets out of control, if they become threatening, if they become difficult to manage, what can the caregiver do? At that moment, it may be difficult to start the lines of communication to open them up. So that's why it's important when you recognize what the problem is, and that's PTSD, start to communicate and deal with the person with the condition. And, and that involves opening up lines of communication. Uh, you know, I realize you've been through a whole lot. I don't understand all of it. And I know there are times it may be difficult for you, uh, but your behavior, your moods, your isolation, your withdrawal, you're not wanting to go to parties and stuff affects the whole family. So what I'd like to do is start talking to you about it. And, and we can do that when you're ready. But I want you to know that I'm ready to learn and to talk about it. And, and it may be that you focus not on what caused the PTSD. A lot of people want to do that. Uh, you know, did you shoot somebody? Did you get shot? Did your friends get killed? That may be way too sensitive to talk about at the beginning. But what you can talk about is the emotions and the behavior. So I notice that oftentimes you get angry. And, and at times, I don't even know what you're angry at. And you've told me, sometimes you don't even know what you're angry at. The kids leave the toys out. I don't put the dishes up fast enough. Uh, I let the phone ring too many. It, it can be anything 
but I notice you get red in the face and you get really angry. And I don't know what to do when that happens. Can we talk about it when you're ready to talk about? So that's number one. You open those lines of communication. And then once you start talking about it, you start saying, here are the things I notice before things get out of control. You know, you get red in the face. I can see what your body does. You tense up and all that. And and I and I realize it's about to happen. You're about to blow. Uh, is that correct? And then you start talking about it, and you realize often the person doesn't themselves realize they had this prelude to the behavior phase. So you, you talk about that. Once they're full-blown angry and irritable, it gets a little tougher. But but there are things in advance you can do. Like, like for example, uh, when I see you starting to get angry, what do you think I ought to do that would be of help to you? And, and they may say, heck, I don't know. Um, would it be helpful if I pointed out to you what I'm seeing then? Uh, would it be helpful if maybe we come up with a key word uh, that we can use when I see that happening in you, and then you can uh, know that I'm seeing the the buildup to the anger. Would that be of help? And and you check those things out, and often they are. The, the, the key uh, is for people to get treatment. And there is treatment available for PTSD. Uh, and, and often I've found with the vets I've seen, it's helpful if the caregiver goes with the vet to the treatment, uh, because, uh, especially if it's medication, because often the vet doesn't hear it because of their anxiety. And so the caregiver can be writing things down. And remind the person, remember the doctor said, when this happens, maybe we could do this and the like. So there are strategies that you can use. And and most places that help, I found even WebMD can be of help. You know what else I found? Uh, This will show Ron that I stay up with things. Uh, I went to Chatbot one of the AI services, and I typed in tips for caregivers of those with PTSD. And within five seconds, it started typing, and I got 12 or 13 ideas for helping. And they were Uh, valid? And they were valid. They were valid. And so that's a place to start, WebMD, PTSD VA is a place to start. So there, there are places that you can go. The, the, the other thing is believe that there's help available. Will it occur? I don't know. But there is help available because if you believe it's hopeless, then you're less likely to do anything to make it better. And as I tell my veterans, 
unfortunately, PTSD is one of those conditions that without treatment, rarely, if ever, gets better. Wow. Uh, Time alone doesn't heal PTSD. uh, And treatment is therefore important. Uh, it, It would be nice if we could say, you know, just give it enough time, it'll get better. But when I first started in the business of evaluating people for disability, all my vets basically were from Vietnam. And Vietnam had been over for 10, 20 years by that time. And they were still suffering from their symptoms of PTSD. Uh, the, The other thing is PTSD affects all areas of a person's life, not just their moods and their behavior, but their ability to learn, to go back to school, to interact with other workers, to be a parent, to be a husband or wife. Uh, PTSD affects all of those. But the good news is that there is treatment available. But unfortunately, it's not quick and easy. And it's not one of those you do A, B, C, and D, and then everything's better. It takes a while. Yeah. And that, you know, what I heard you say is really we need, if we're a caregiver, A, we need the recognition. We need a toolbox. So we need that education. We need to learn what we can do and where we can get help and have a toolbox. And then the last thing I heard you say is this is a process. This is not something you're going to get a medication and it's all fixed or it's going to be a a little bit of counseling and we're done. So we need to know that this is going to be a journey, right? It's not, it's going to take some time. We're going to have to be patient and it's not always going to go like just better, 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 better. There's going to, we'll probably take two steps forward and one step back. You've hit it on the head. And I tell the vets I see, it's not that it's straight line, upward growth. You get better your symptoms level off, you backslide a little bit, you get more therapy, you get better, symptoms level off, backslide. And it may take two, three, four, five different tries at it. I also want to mention before we run out of time, if you're a caregiver of someone with PTSD, make sure that you care for yourself. You know, it's like that oxygen in the airplane Uh, Before you can help somebody else, you got to help yourself. So it may mean taking some time off, doing what you need to do, either with therapy or yoga or mindfulness, meditation, whatever it is, to make sure you take care of yourself. I see so many caregivers who spend all their days and time taking care of the person with the condition and and they themselves go downhill rather quickly. So take care of yourself. And that's part uh, of the whole process of improvement as well. And Harry, before we run out of time, you mentioned that while PTSD certainly can affect a lot of uh, retired military uh, and, and even active duty military, others who have had traumatic events auto accident or something in their life that was so disruptive can also struggle with PTSD. Uh, Is there help available for them as well? Yes, there is. I, uh, one of the other uh, patients I saw this morning was suffering from military sexual trauma. Wasn't combat trauma. Uh, She was molested 
early on in her career, and it was the molestation that caused it. Uh, But there are all kinds of things that can cause PTSD. The good news is, in general, it's, it's easier to treat what I call one event caused PTSD, like an assault, a robbery, a car wreck, a fire flood, etc., than it is combat-related, because combat-related just goes on and on and on uh, over a number of weeks or months or years. I know when I was executive director at the Rape Crisis Center several years ago, uh, one of our therapists specialized in uh, using EMDR uh, to treat those struggling with uh, PTSD as a result of sexual assault. And I saw you shake your head yes on our Zoom connection. Yeah, I'm movement desensitization and restructuring EMDR is one of the types of treatment for PTSD. So is cognitive behavioral, so is exposure. And now there's some new cool treatments that are being tested. What's been your experience with these newer treatments? Do you see them working? Uh, It's too early to trail. You know, anything that's new catches on and, and, uh, shows promise for a while, but but you have to test it out to make sure it's not just uh, the placebo effect. Uh, when people are told they're going to get better, they often get better, even if they're on sugar pills, but that effect usually doesn't last. So we'll wait and see if these psychedelics and uh, ketamine and other things really work in the long run. Dr. Croft, we are flat out of time. I want to thank you so much for being with us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. For Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thanks for listening, and we will talk with you soon right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. No matter how you connect with Allstate, you're in good hands. You'll find all our discounts for all your home and auto insurance needs online or by calling 888-ALLSTATE. Discounts vary by state and are subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.